Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John Jr. And it is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. And of course, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman, aka G Money. Greg, sir. What's good, bro? What's good? Uh chilling, man. Getting ready for week five now, man. It's first four weeks just flew. Flew like Jack, flew like that. I feel like we were just, you know. Putting our rankings and everything. Uh, and what well, excited for this uh indie Denver game. Denver, I feel like it's been on a primetime game every week. It feels like <laughs> they've gotten a lot of primetime games this year. So uh hopefully they you know put up a, a good one for uh, for the people. Yeah, man. I mean Russell Wilson. It's so crazy, man. I just feel like we just we gotta talk about him every time. <laughs> He's on primetime. Every he was on Monday night football. He's been on Sunday night. He's been on Thursday night. Like it's only know, been it's only it's just, <laughs> people that listen and watch, they probably feel like we talk about this man like every single day. Cause it's probably true. Like we do talk about <laughs> him all the time. But it's just like I can't with Russ, man. <laughs> like I can't, like I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like we were talking today about how the whole like the whole Eli Man, like his whole thing with Eli Manning, like the Chad Powers mm-hmm. thing. Chad like Powers. how long do you think he practiced that? The line of his I'm two and zero against yeah. him or whatever. I'm three and zero against Chad Powers. Oh, Chad, pa- I'm three and zero against Chad Powers. Like, how long do you <laughs> think? He, like how? Like do you think he, that's something he actually sat and he practiced and put a decent amount of time and effort into into practicing that? Uh yeah, a couple couple times in the mirror, maybe. Maybe he told it to Sierra one time. Like is that a good line? But yeah. I think you I know. know, bro. Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Love the football player, but he's not even doing that great right now. So like <laughs> I got nothing else to say. But just you know, all these all these other things. He just he's something else, man. He really is. And that whole danger witch commercial is something else. Uh yeah. Russ, just play better so we can talk about that, please. Uh, but we will talk about Russell Wilson, obviously, sure. uh, heading into Thursday Night Football. But obviously the huge news that came today, and I'm glad that they did. They gave it to us early, the, the Indianapolis Colts, and obviously we'll touch on this later, uh, ruled Jonathan Taylor out for Thursday Night Football. So uh, if you're watching live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, um, and you didn't know that, then I'm sorry, breaking news. Um, <laughs> But, you know, obviously, you know, uh, we are going to discuss the game and how that, you know, what impact that has on the game as we discuss Thursday Night Football. We obviously are also going to do our streams of the week, um, but we're also going to do some panic room. Uh, You know, we did that uh, in week three, I think it was, or week two. Uh, I don't know. All these weeks are just melding into one at this point. but we, you know, we are, you know, we're going to look at some players who may be underperforming, um, you know, some some guys that we probably invested a lot of draft capital into. And, and we don't, you know, we don't want to cut the bait uh, too early and we're trying to figure out what to do. So um, let's jump into those streams of the week, Greg. And sure. last week you gave the people the number two quarterback on the week in this spot, 
So you that's you gotta come through, man. Oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> so the stream of the week this week, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna go this week with uh Teddy Bridgewater going against the New York Jets. He's 10% rostered. I, I like what he did uh coming in relief for Tua Tugavaloa. Uh, you know, 14 for 23, had 193 passing yards in that short stint. So that's pretty impressive. Um, with them, you know, has some some week of practice uh, preparing with from first team reps, but now with the full week. Uh, preparation and everything. I think he's got a solid matchup here. Historically, he's been solid against the Jets, uh, throwing over 270 yards uh, average um, per per game uh, versus the Jets. So um, he's definitely got two of the uh, two beasts at wide receiver, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think he's going to get it to them early and often, especially Tyreek Hill. Uh, he wasn't shy from throwing a deep ball either, uh, getting it down the field, um, 8.39 uh, yards per attempt. So that's pretty high for for Bridgewater. Um, so I think he's going to continue to uh, get it down the field and, and get some points. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I mean, um, also Teddy or Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, they they excel at, at yards after the catch as well. So you know, even if he dumps one for five yards and and they they take it sixty to the crib, that makes just, a living off that with Debo. <laughs> hey man, yeah, Jimmy and Debo, that's a yeah, that's a good one right there. Uh, my quarterback stream of the week this week, and I got to come through because last week was, well, it wasn't completely underwhelming, but it's just not what you, it wasn't the Geno Smith, you know, stream of the week that my man Greg over here got. So uh, got to go with Ryan Tannehill uh, going up against Washington this week. He's 20% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, Washington has been terrible against quarterbacks. They've allowed at least, 17.6 points to opposing quarterbacks in each of their last three games. Tannehill hasn't been, you know, overwhelming or, you know, over or great or anything, but he's been solid. If you take out his week two game against Buffalo, which was the last time that that Buffalo defense was, was healthy. Uh, he, you know, he's been, he's been pretty solid. So he should flirt with a QB one finish this week uh, based on the matchup. Yeah. Like that for sure. Um, Washington's defense has definitely been shaky. Greg, your tight end stream of the week this week. I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst going against Baltimore this week. He's 25% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, just, you know, it is rough out here for tight ends. I know it. We, we all know it. Um, but I think just you, you want to get a guy that's not going to get you a donut. And Hayden Hurst has, has been doing that. He's He's been involved. Um, this year, uh, last you know, couple of weeks, he's got a team high. Oh, well, season high had a target in week one, he had eight, had four last week and a touchdown. So, he's a player that Joe Burrow looks to, uh, in times, especially you know, in, in the red zone. He's playing a, a good amount of snaps, um, you know, getting close to that 60% number of snaps. So, um, against Baltimore, which I think will be a high scoring game, um, I think this is a good spot for him, uh, to you know, not get you that zero and possibly get you a touchdown. Yeah, I, I like this one as well. I, I'm actually a little – I'm hating right now because Hayden Hurst is not available in any of my leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's rough, man. It's really rough. So, you know, yeah, I'm kind of jealous. But luckily in our league of extraordinary people, I do have this next guy, my tight end stream of the week, Logan Thomas, um, who is 21% roster, going up against the Tennessee Titans this week. Again, staying in the same game here may or may not be a common theme. We'll see. 
but Tennessee obviously got scored on by every tight end on the Indianapolis Colts roster last week. Um, but even outside of that game, they've given up at least 9.7 PPR points to the position. If you've been paying attention at all that this year, 9.7 is probably good enough to get you a tight end one finish. Um, you know, or sorry, they've, they've allowed that in all but one game so far this season. Uh, Thomas is definitely not sexy, but he's still involved with a 12% target share uh, over these last few weeks. Uh, it's a rough tight end landscape. And if you're hurting like I am hurting, he could probably, he could provide some value to you this week. Yeah, yeah, sure. Greg, I think uh, we are on the same page here with this defensive stream of the week. Uh, yeah, man. Tell me why you like the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, man, you got to like Tennessee Titans, um, especially because the the quarterback they're playing, uh, Carson Wentz, man's been sacked 17 times on the year in four games. Like, that's he's on pace for 72 sacks. Like, to be sacked 72 times, that's a ridiculous number. Uh, the O-line has not been helping at all, and just Carson Wentz is, you know, had played Superman ball a lot, likes to hold the ball before passing it down the field. Uh, so Tennessee should get to them. Uh, they are a team that has 10 sacks through the first uh, four games as well. So a team that can get to the quarterback is capable of doing it. Uh, it's a good matchup for, for them uh, to create some turnovers possibly as well. So, yeah, Tennessee is it's good. It's looking nice. Yeah, I, I also have Tennessee 18% rostered in, in Yahoo leagues. Um, I just want to say Minnesota is my top choice. Uh, I have gone after Justin Fields two weeks in a row. Um, it's been pretty fruitful uh, because he does also get sacked a lot for some of the same reasons that you mentioned. Um, you know, he likes to hold the ball and, and, you know, his offense line is not great. So mm-hmm. if Minnesota is available, I think that would be my top choice. Jacksonville uh, for me as well. Yeah. that was Jacksonville. That was Jacksonville. No, sorry. Jacksonville is the top choice. Jacksonville, if they're available, they are my top choice because not only are they going to be good this week against Houston, but if you look at the rest of their schedule and just even what they've done in previous weeks, Jacksonville is a good defense. They they have speed. They have athletes. So that makes for a lot of, you know, a lot of sacks, a lot of TFLs, a lot of turnovers. Um, so Jacksonville is probably my 100% top choice. I'm glad you said that, Greg, because when I was going through trying to get defenses this week, it was I put I bid I bid most of my fab on Jacksonville. You think you uh, well? Luckily, I didn't need them in the league extraordinary people because I had Philly already. But yeah, I had a Jacksonville last week because I was like, oh, they're playing Houston, <laughs> yeah. and I should have started them last week. They played well last week, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. been, so Jacksonville definitely – it went Jacksonville, then Minnesota, and then Tennessee here. Uh, Minnesota was already about like 41% rostered by the time I was putting waivers in. So I just – I haven't checked, but I assume that they're probably over the 50% mark. So yeah, I figured they'd be ineligible by today. So Tennessee, 18% rostered. They're still available. Um, you know, once again, this this game, there's – I think there's value in this game uh, on in all facets. Carson Wentz has been he's been bad. He's he's just yeah, he's been so bad. Uh he he gives up sacks. That's always been who Carson Wentz is. He holds the ball way on he holds on the ball way too long. Um, you know, sacks. We we like to pin sacks a lot of times on the off on the offensive line, but sometimes the quarter quarterback is at fault. I've said this before about Russell Wilson as well. But 
Carson Wentz, he gives up sacks. He also turns the ball over uh, mm-hmm. by trying to play superhero, uh, you know, Superman football. So, uh, again, Minnesota is probably my top streaming option. I think Jacksonville is, is heavily rostered, but Tennessee is a strong second for me. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some Thursday night football. And obviously, we are talking. We talked a little bit about the Denver Broncos. We talked a little bit about the Indianapolis Colts. But let's talk. Let's talk about the game here. Um, the Indianapolis Colts one two and one. Indianapolis Colts travel to Denver to take on the two and two Denver Broncos. This game has a forty three and a half point total, where the Denver Broncos are three and a half point road or home favorites rather. Um. The weather in this game is expected to be okay. On in terms of injuries on the Denver side, Javante Williams, uh, obviously the running back for the, the Denver Broncos, is out for the year. Was placed on the injured reserve. Um, Melvin Gordon, who was dealing with the neck, has been taken off the injury report. Russell Wilson, who was dealing with the shoulder, has also been taken off the injury report. Randy Gregory, the edge player, outside linebacker slash DN pass rusher. For the Denver Broncos, he was placed on injured reserve with a knee injury, uh, is expected to return at some point later in the season. Um, In terms of injuries on the Indianapolis side, Jonathan Taylor, uh, who started out the week questionable, has been downgraded to out for this game here. uh, Which would most likely be a platoon of uh, Deion Jackson, Naheem Hines, and Philip Lindsay, um, who can be elevated from the practice squad. Um, so that's something to watch there. And then Shaq Leonard, the linebacker who just made his season debut last week um, after missing the first three weeks with a with a back injury. He is out for this game here with a concussion as well as a fractured nose. So that's, uh, once again, <clears throat> a player that is important to this Indianapolis defense that they, once again, will not have um, against the, the Denver Broncos. Greg, where are you in terms of this matchup and uh, your picks? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. I'm going to take the, the Broncos to win um, on the Broncos side. I do again like Russell Wilson though for for this week. Um, you said after you know last week was the start of a stretch run where he can be passing the ball more, uh, doing better uh, as far in the passing game and against easier defenses. Uh, got 237 yards last week, two touchdowns. Uh, also ran for a touchdown as well, so that, that was good to see. I think he'll continue to get um, multi-touchdown games uh, as he he's getting the ball to Sutton and Judy. Judy and Sutton are both I think strong wide receiver twos. I think Sun has a little more upside right now, um, just you know, because he's been playing well. Um, he's got more, a little more chemistry with Judy being hurt uh, uh, in the previous weeks, but they're both great options at the wide receiver position. Um, the only two pass catches I'm really touching here, uh, no Javante Williams, so it's going to be kind of a, a timeshare between Melvin Gordon, kind of leading that, and then Mike Boone as well. Uh, Latavius Murray got signed to Denver as well, so uh, if you're the Melvin Gordon um, roster. I mean, person that has that uh, roster. Um, I think Melvin Gordon would be the guy of the play. Um, RB two option. Um, 
Mike Boone, I think you kind of have to wait and see, and Latavius Murray as well. Um, but I know it would be tough. I can't, I can't guarantee that uh, Melvin Gordon is going to be the one that get the goal line touches or get the touchdown. So that might ruin his day a little bit. Um, but I'm going to lean towards Melvin Gordon to who I'm, I'm going to start in this game. Um, and then as far as the Colts side, uh, it's definitely rough. Matt Ryan's not a startable quarterback. JT was really the uh, top guys for the running game. Naheem Hines, I think, is a not a instant sliding for what JT's going to do, but uh, he had standalone via on his own. But I think you're you're playing him. I'm um, in the league where I have JT and Nami Naheem Hines. I'm I'm putting him in. I'm sliding him in. I think he can give me some RB2 value as well, uh, especially if the Colts are, are going to be down or just in a high-scoring game. Uh, Naheem Hines should get some PPR value. Uh, as well, uh, and uh, he's capable of running the ball and getting uh, good work on the ground. So uh, hopefully he can get some carries and get some a lot of touches in in this one. Because you know the behind Jonathan Taylor it was pretty pretty uh you know slim of who's who's the running back on on the ro- on the roster besides Deion Jackson. It was just Naeem Hines. So and he was the only one getting touches besides JT. So uh, Naeem Hines should get a lot of work. Um, as far as the receivers, Michael Pittman. Wide receiver, well, win wide receiver one value here, uh, and I think Alec Pierce is kind of taking the role of the the wide receiver two in this offense. Um, so I definitely think he has some flex value in this game. And if you're really desperate, um, kind of gaining off the momentum of last week, Molly Cox could be an option. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Denver to cover. I'm gonna take Denver to win. Um, on the on the Denver side, Corlin Sutton, borderline wide receiver one for me. I mean, I think you know his his end zone targets have have been there, but they're just finally just last week he he gets his first touchdown. Um, I think those are going to continue to come. Uh, I think Jerry Judy, you know, as he continues to to get healthier and uh, more removed, farther removed from that rib injury. Um, that you know he'll continue to, to to elevate, especially Javante Williams. The thing that sucks is that he was just in that game was just getting that like they were they were seemed like they were transitioning to to him being the the every down guy, yeah. Um, and then he suffers that that you know that terrible knee injury. Um, so maybe this means more opportunities for Russ in the pass game. Um, but Melvin Gordon is definitely a capable running back. He's just hasn't been playing well. I mean, he's fumbled the ball a ton, um, which, you know, you definitely can't do as an, as an NFL running back. Um, but he's, he's going to get every opportunity here. He's going to get the high end work, you know, the, all the, all the work, most of the work here. So I think he's a high end running back to, um, you know, borderline RB one, you know, could get there just based on the volume and the red zone work. I mean, he was the the thing with Melvin Gordon is he was, you know, what was frustrating as a Javante Williams manager is Melvin Gordon was getting the red zone work anyway, which was like really annoying. <laughs> but now as the Melvin Gordon manager, you kind of understand like, okay, well, he was getting the red zone work when another really good back was there. So What's mm-hmm. gonna happen now? Are they gonna take him off to give it to Mike Boone? Like I, 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 <laughs> I would not be surprised, but I wouldn't be. Yeah, surprised. you you hope. I not. mean, I, I guess I would be surprised. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so 
I, I do believe Melvin Gordon is walking into a territory here where he he you know has rest of season you know RB two like RB with RB one upside value, um, but that also means Mike Boone is an injury away from that being his reality as well. And and you know Latavius Murray is obviously coming in here. I think they obviously that was more of a depth move. They they obviously like to run two backs. Um, so, you know, I know they told us that Melvin Gordon is going to get everything, but Mike Boone could very well just slide into being, you know, the Melvin Gordon, you know, the Melvin Gordon to Melvin Gordon's Javante Williams, if that makes yep. sense. Mm-hmm. So Mike Boone, definitely rosterable. Uh, Latavius Murray, I would stash and hold. Like I'm stashing him and leave extraordinary people. If he doesn't get any work in the game, I'm probably going to drop him after. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of seeing what the situation is there. On the Colts side, it's tough to want to play anybody outside of Michael Pittman. I mean, Naheem Hines you could play, um, but like you said, he's not going to slide into getting 79% yeah. of the, of the yeah. rushing share. Yeah, one carry last week. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. As bad as we might, we might want it to happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen here. I think that Hines is probably a flex and, and we'll have more opportunities because, you know, with JT being out, this probably goes from a team that runs runs the ball the majority of the time to 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 maybe balancing it out a little bit more and, and leaning towards throwing the football, but using these quick, short passes as an extension of your run game, right? So right. maybe you throw Naheem Hines a bunch of passes that aren't ex- exactly runs, but they effectively act as runs within your within your offense, and mm-hmm. you know moving moving the ball down the field. Yeah, I will hope so. Definitely, oh, that's a that's definitely a good game plan. Yeah, I I I could tell Greg because obviously I know you have JT and Naheem Hines and the league extraordinary people. So uh, I guess you're you're hoping for that game plan. What are you doing with Philip Lindsay and Deion Jackson though? Are you willing to pick up and? plug one of these guys in i mean it's very risky because you know we they could give the work to Deion jackson uh or they could just say to philip Lindsay, like hey you're a veteran back you've done this before we're just going to lean on you on first and second down like what are you thinking uh it'd be tough i mean i can't see them either of them getting more than like 10 carries maybe uh think they you know kind of decide to maybe throw the ball a little bit more or uh you know Denver's defense is is a little tough and this offense has been struggling a bit so uh, I can't see them one of those guys exploding for a, a huge day I think I still go with I guess like a Mike Boone over one of those two yeah I it's tough to to try to guess which which one of these guys because they very well could end up going with a hot hand situation, right? Like, um, you know, this is kind of similar to the the Thursday night game. This was like three years ago when Marlon Mack, this was before Jonathan Taylor, when Marlon Mack was injured. Um, he had like just broke his hand and we were trying to figure out if we were going to play Jonathan Williams or uh, what is that other guy's name? <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember that other guy's name, that other running back from the Colts. Um, Besides Marlon Mack? Yeah, it was Marlon Mack. Mm. 
I remember him because I had him on my dynasty team and I was holding on to him forever. He just never Mac turned out. Nine lines, anyway. and then I guess they did have one more on my back. Let me yeah. find it. <laughs> pre JT era. It was the pre JT era. Um, but yeah, by but this uh, Jordan Wilkins. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely pulled. Yeah, for sure. That. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, it was Jordan Wilkins or Jonathan Williams, and everyone was trying to decide who they were going to play, and I was like, I'm playing Jonathan Williams. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this one I don't have a – I don't have really a definitive feel one way or the other because I'm trying to make this decision, honestly, Greg, for myself because in the league of extraordinary people, you obviously – you understand my running back situation, and yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm like, Deion Jackson. Or it's rough. I mean, JT wasn't, you know, killing in in this offensive line. Like, but in this offense, like, I can imagine his backups to just come through and just ball out. Like, you know. I mean, have you really? Have you seen? Have you seen what I'm working with right now without Deion Jackson <laughs> in the lineup? If, ha, ha, do you know what I would do for eight points? It's like, yo, you're back. in first place, yo. You good, yo? Know, oh man. Yeah. Michael Carter and Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is just a placeholder to make me to. I'm, it would really be Pacheco. Like if I'm starting a Chiefs running back that I have gotcha, right gotcha. now. It's gonna be Pacheco. Got you, got you. But I'm hurting, oh, man. Bro. I'm hurting. Yeah, big time. I like Swift was. Uh, you know, I was just like, oh, I, he's a running back and a half. You know, that's what I was really counting on. Yeah. So. All right, I don't want to spend too much time talking about my own problems on here. We're not here to discuss that. But either way, it seems like even with my running back situation, I'm not I don't have much conviction about Deion Jackson or Philip Lindsay. Greg has not been able to convince me one way or the other on either uh, one. Yeah. And I'm definitely not playing Latavius Murray. So uh with all that being said, I don't think y'all should I mean if you have the guts and and the, the gusto to play either Philip Lindsay or Deion Jackson in a redraft league, uh, more power to you. Um, I'd like to see the league that requires that. Uh, honestly, I sh- I'm thinking about it, man. So maybe our league requires it. But anyway, Greg, do you have a bold prediction for us? Um, Russ continues to cook. And I, actually, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna give some love to receivers. I think both receivers gets over a hundred yards. Oh, receivers. both the uh, Corlin Sun and Jerry Judy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I w- I was hoping that you were gonna go with. Um, I was hoping that you were gonna go with with Russ cooking, because then that would coincide with like my. Is that doing with the receivers as well? It does have to do with yeah. the receiver, so it still coincides because you said yeah. they both get over a hundred. Yeah. Um. So I'm saying Cortland Sutton gets over sixty yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown reception. I like that. I like which that is plus sure. two thirty-seven off Fanduel Sportsbook. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, all right, we got some time here. Let's talk a little panic room. And obviously that comes with sound effects. Yeah. 
So we got to play some panic room, Greg. And the first person, uh, I mean, discuss the rules real quick, right? So we got to decide, are we taking somebody into the panic room, which then requires me to hit this panic button because we're then taking them into the panic room. We must let everybody know that the panic room is being opened because we got to put somebody in there um, for their own safety, of course, right? Like their detriment, their safety is at, a, is at risk. So we got to, you know, put them in the panic room. Or yeah, it's, week it's week five. It's week five. Yeah. Or do we not hit the panic button and do we not put said player in the panic room because we are confident that they'll be just fine. They'll be able to make it on their own without having to step foot in that panic room. So... And you could also decide in the chat if you uh, if you want to uh, put that player in the panic room. Let us know what you what you're thinking. Um, but the first player that we're going to talk about is a quarterback, and feel like quarterbacks have been, with the exception of like Russell Wilson, who we didn't take into the panic room last time. Um, you know they've pretty much been performing about as expected. Right, mm-hmm. like there's not many that are really like letting us down, but there is one that is letting us down, and his name is Matthew Stafford. And on the season, Stafford is the quarterback 28. Ooh. Uh, for just to put that in perspective, that is the 10.9 fantasy points per game there from Matthew Stafford. Uh, Quarterbacks with more fantasy points through the same amount of weeks. Um, Actually, not even. Cooper Rush has started three games, and he has more fantasy points than Matthew Stafford. And Cooper Rush hasn't even been like, oh, I'm going to stream him. (laughs) Like, <laughs> so Greg, I have to ask you, are you concerned for Matthew Stafford's safety? Are you, are you sending him into the panic room? Or do you think that this is a mirage and that he will bounce back from this? Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take him into this panic room for sure. I mean, he hasn't had a touchdown in, 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 since week two, hasn't has a passing touchdown since week two. This is not a this is not a rushing quarterback now. This he's making his money, <laughs> his fantasy points off passing touchdowns and and yards. So uh, he's he's got to get that. He's got to get that number close to the three every week to be you know an elite quarterback in, in fantasy. Um, and it's not even about the schedule. Like he's had great matchups, solid matchups. I mean Arizona, uh, he had no touchdowns against them. Uh, he had an Atlanta game. He did pretty well. Uh, the Buffalo game to start, you know, he's a little banged up. Uh, maybe still something with the elbow that could play also into the factor, which doesn't help his argument to to be, you know, have, to be in the panic room. That that uh, that doesn't help at all. So um, Cooper Rush is, I mean, Cooper Rush, <laughs> Cooper Cup is the only receiver really helping him out here. Allen Robinson, they haven't really found the connection with him unless they sign Odell and get him back. I can't see him really, you know, getting out that that panic room situation but uh that that might be the only situation where it could it could help him uh it, it's looking rough right now for for Matt 
Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I, that full assessment. Matthew Stafford's in yeah. the panic room. I mean, the offensive line is struggling. Um, they're on their third center, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, we talked about week one dealing with that elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I want nothing to do with him at this point, right? Like, the, like yeah, I think he's look good person. That's that's great. Won a Super Bowl last year. That's awesome. Um, but I don't need you on my fantasy team. Like, I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I will pick up Geno Smith. I will ride him out. Jerk off too. Jerk yep. <laughs> off. Like, yep. <laughs> it's fine. Wow. Imagine how we come full circle that we want. We wow. Jerk off right? on the Lions. <laughs> Crazy. On our fantasy team over Matthew Stafford with Sean McVay on the Rams. Crazy. We got a couple questions in the chat. Um, should I trade Juju for AJ Dillon? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I would 100% absolutely. do that. Yeah. Z Smitty, you got your answer. That was probably the, the quickest answer you that yeah. we've ever given yeah, on the show. Sure. So congrats there. Another question from Joe Lopez. I get James Conner, CD Lamb, James Robinson for Devontae Adams and George Pickens. Good trade, question mark. I mean, you must be needing a running back, which is why you want to do this trade. Um, yeah. You must be needing two running backs. Definitely get some running but back depth. I don't know if I want James. I mean, James Conner, the volume is there. The efficiency hasn't been great. He hasn't been getting pass game work. This offense could potentially get better with the return of DeAndre Hopkins in two weeks, but – CD Lamb, James Robinson, I think those are obviously good players. Yeah, yeah. It's not horrible. It's not a bad trade. It's really not a bad trade. I just feel like I I think that you might be able to get more. Like I think that you might be able to get more. And that's like that's the only question. Um he says, Yes, I have Najee. Uh who's your other running back, Joe? Because I think if you could, if you're willing to trade Devontae Adams to upgrade at wide, to upgrade at running back, like maybe you package him with Najee to get like a significant upgrade, depending on what your the rest of your receivers look like. But then he's left with like only one running back prior. He's if he's trying to yeah, that's why I, that's why I'm asking who his oh, other yeah. running back is because sure. it would depend on he has Williams from Detroit, so that's. That's okay, but yeah, yeah you, you you probably you would need to be really strong a wide receiver to be able to make that trade and lose Devontae Adams. And at least in this other trade here, you're getting CD Lamb back and you're yeah. getting Robinson. I think it's a it's a good trade. It's definitely a yeah. good trade. Um if you're if you're really hurting at the position, I would do it. Um but I think you can get something better than James Conner, but I maybe I'm biased, Greg. I don't know what you think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's already kind of almost winning the trade a little bit. I think he's got to get something. He's got to give up something to get. Because, you know, CD's been doing well with Cooper Rush. He's getting says I already back. have a Monroe St. Brown. Yeah, I think I would do it. I think I would do it too, because then you have a Monroe St. Brown. You got George. You you'd have C.D. Lamb. You yeah. have 
James Conner, you have James Robinson, and you know, yeah, I would I would do it. Okay, let's get back to the panic room. Let's talk about some running backs. Um, maybe you can try to get this guy, Joe. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But Alvin Kamara, Greg, what are you mm. doing with Kamara? Are you taking him to the panic room? I mean, when I, that first time I mentioned should we take him to the panic room, that was when he was RB like 54 or something. Now he's RB 64. <laughs> he hasn't played. <laughs> he hasn't played, though, in the last two weeks. He is. Looking like he's on track to play this week. Um, Good practice today. Yeah. He's the running back 44 in fantasy points per game, if you want to look at it that way. Okay. You know. <laughs> I think I think I'm taking him panic from Yeah. I think I'm taking Alvin Kamara to panic from That's tough, man. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. <laughs> I mean, in, in the two games he was, he was there, he, you know, he only had – Three receptions and then two receptions. So that's a big money maker of his as well. Uh getting PPR points, uh getting getting those receptions. Um, because there weren't a team that was gonna give him uh, over 20 carries. Never uh, uh, the Saints team was never about doing that. Um and then, yeah, it looks like you know, James Winston has some options. So whoever the quarterback is, James Winston's coming back, they'll be Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. Um so he doesn't have to, you know, con- continuously dump it down to to Kamar to get those short yardages. Um, I'm panicking to say he's not a bona fide RB one. That's, and he's definitely, I think, a rest of season RB two. I think that he bounces back. I still think he bounces back, and he played week one. Uh, obviously, it wasn't fantastic. You know, had nine carries, had four targets. So the, you, we looked at that usage and we're like, that was terrible. Um, then he 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 missed week two with the rib injury, played in week three against Carolina. And in that matchup, he actually had 22 opportunities, right? 15 carries, had seven targets in the past game, was only able to catch two of the seven targets. So he wasn't, he wasn't uberly efficient. But he was also dealing with this rib injury which he then sat out for in week four. That kind of tells me like we've had we've had a two-game sample size of Alvin Kamara and one where mm-hmm. he was bad, which I'm willing to throw that out. And if he didn't play week two, that means that he had to suffer the rib injury in week one. Mm-hmm. We don't really know when he suffered it. So it's possible Alvin Kamara has just been hurt this whole time. So to me, like – I'm willing to buy Alvin Kamara, like if I don't already have him in leagues. Um, but I'm not taking him to the panic room because if we believe, if you know, if looking at just the information that we have, right? Like my man plays week one, doesn't play week two, plays week three, doesn't play week four, and they were saying on the broadcast, like with a rib injury, it's tough as a running back to you can't protect yourself because you're running the football. Right, so yeah. it's tough, especially him who's who t- touches the ball a variety of different ways. Also, as a receiver, like you know, he's his body is in so many different positions, like that he can get hit from different angles. So, like he practiced today, that puts him potentially on track to play. Like I think Kamara is fine. Hope you're right. 
I hope so too, man. I really do. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about another running back here. Um, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, let me pull up his he's currently the RB27 mm-hmm. in PPR points per game. So, you know, not ideally what you would want from the guy that you was probably taking in the top seven of your draft. Yeah, definitely first round. That was your RB1. Yeah, for sure. So is he somebody you are taking into the panic room? I'm not quite yet taking him into the panic room. Um, I think Minnesota as an offense should get better. Uh, I think he's, you know, been, he's still getting, you know, the opportunities to work uh, when he's in the game. You like to see that. Uh, he hasn't been horrible uh, with those opportunities. Um, like three, three of the two of the sorry, two of the four games that he's played over 20 carries. Um, definitely not getting any receiving work, but since the first two weeks, um, we want to see that kind of bump up a little bit more. Uh, so he's getting like five, six targets a game. Um, but I, I think he, I think he's fine. I think it's more him coming, getting those touchdowns that, you know, we expect him to get in, in the red zone. He's only got one on the year. Uh, I expect that to go up. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the volume is good. Um, obviously the shoulder is going to be what it is. Um, you know, we saw that in Detroit where he, he gets knocked out the game. He's having a good game. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not panicking on, um, on Dalvin Cook, uh, don't want to go too much over, so um, just want to hit on hit on a couple names. We talked we talked about Matthew Stafford. I'm assuming Allen Robinson. It, a question with Allen Robinson: Does it? It's not even is he a panic room? Is he in the panic room? Is he a snip snip candidate? He was close for me. I haven't won uh, keeper league. He was he's he's very close. I mean. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna give him week five. But if he doesn't, I'm. I'm dropping him. Yeah. He's a snip, snip for me, bro. Like I. Yeah. I don't even have. Like I think I have him in one league. <laughs> like I was like when people talking to me about Allen Robinson, I'm like I would. I would have dropped him already. Like, as he wasn't picking up like Curtis Samuel because you wanted. You oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, nah, Robinson, yeah. Right, like He's... Garrett Wilson. Allen Robinson. You yeah. know, like I'm. I'm gonna just yeah. Uh, DJ Moore is he a snip, snip candidate? Yeah, he was my bus candidate on the year. He, I wouldn't say he's. I would probably keep. Ah, man, that's rough. You can't I'd trade probably, him. Nobody. No, you can't him. trade him. No, no. I think but I would hold him. But you can't start him either. No, no. It's, it's Baker, man. It's Baker, yo. I can't. I feel like, and again, I don't have a ton of DJ Moore, so I don't understand the pain because I was with Greg. I, I did not see this working out uh, for DJ Moore. Um, but my whole thing is, is if I had DJ Moore, like I would approach it from like a, obviously can't trade him, so I probably just drop him and like leave him there as bait for <laughs> the rest of my league. Yeah, right. He is yeah. currently the wide receiver fifty one. Brutal. In PPR points per game, nine points on the nine PPR points on the year. 
um, has only had one game over six PPR points. That was week two when he had 10, and that was because he scored a touchdown. So, yeah, it's very tough. Uh, Elijah Moore, is he a snip-snip for you? I not quite. Yeah, I think I'm going to give him one more week to see what he does with Zach Wilson again, but he's he's close. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm holding on. Um, yeah, you know I, I don't think I I know I'm legally not obligated to speak on the, the New York Jets players and whether we should cut them or not. Uh, but I just have to stand up for Elijah here. Like, yeah, Zach, him and Zach, they the, the connection was shown in the first half. So I'm holding on to, yeah. to him this yeah. game. Um, Terry McLaurin, is he going to the panic room? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm hold him. I'm a hold on that. Yeah, I'm a hold, but I don't think you can start him uh, unless the matchup is like fantastic. Um, yeah, I think Curtis Samuel is the the play though at wide receiver yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I I I have to agree with that. Uh, I know. Is this one just for me? <laughs> yeah, for you, bro. <laughs> oh man, I'm never doing this again, man. Yo, I, I'm, I'm waiting, yo. <laughs> Generational talent. Oh man. <laughs> so. I know the other day I was speaking like on Monday when we were talking about Kyle Pitts and I was just like, you know, holding out like, no, nah, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. I understand the frustration. I understand he's not just like any other tight end because you drafted him in the third round. Um, like I said, like when you come up, when you when you do that with any position, right, like obviously when you draft Travis Kelsey at that high, you're not thinking about the possibility of him like becoming a being a bust. Right, but we're literally talking about Kyle Pitts being a fantasy bust right now. So I understand the frustration that comes with that. But I also think that you can't not play him. Right? Like Yeah, I mean tight end, tight end market, yeah. It's tight ends, right? Like they're yeah. all most of them are terrible. Yeah. There's probably a there's <laughs> yeah. probably going to become a point where you have to start literally stre- like if he becomes if he's like if it's single digits every single week. I mean, he had the matchup against Seattle, which was good. The the work, the part that sucks about last week is that they won, right? Like Marcus Mariota sucked. They only threw the ball 20 times and they won the football game. So yeah. like that's not going to make them change. Right. So I'm going to continue to hold out hope on him. I'm not going to take him to the panic room. I know Greg, he, Greg want, like it wasn't for me. Greg would have him shoved in there already. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we have a team with Kyle Pitts. We have another team where every week we're trying to acquire Kyle Pitts, uh, but the manager is being stubborn. That price just keeps dipping. So we'll yeah. just keep waiting. Um, and then the last one, probably not going to the panic room, but George Kittle, are you concerned about his output through two weeks? No, nah, I'm gonna give him some more time uh, for him to get more healthy, and um, yeah, it's also I guess again it's it's tight end. So, uh, who am I like? Who am I dropping these guys for at the end of the day to pick up some tight end? The thing with Kittle is that you probably have another tight end on your team because oh, yeah, he, was, but, he was hurt. So you hurt, probably yeah. have a Gerald Everett. You probably have oh, a yeah. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. You yeah. probably have one of these like a Tyler Conklin because you like it's not like Kyle Pitts where like he was hurt. Like right. you didn't know Kyle Pitts was going to be bad. Yeah. Like George Kittle, like you knew. Um, okay. So that's all we got for this evening. We're going to wrap this up and get out of here.
about 6, 6.30. Could be earlier than that. It's quite possible. But we will catch y'all tomorrow as we break down all these 1 p.m. games. We also got a London game. Greg's Giants take on Ooh. the Green Bay Packers in London, 9.30. So we obviously going to break that game all down. All ready. ready. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, everybody, have a good one. We appreciate y'all for tapping in, and we will catch y'all tomorrow as we break down this 1 p.m. games and that week five game previews part one. Have a good one. We'll holler at you later. We're out of here. Yeah.